Welcome to the third episode of Adventures in Humanness with me, your host and guide, JC, in association with Tribe to Thrive, Zero to Freedom and the Expression Project. And today it is my absolute pleasure to be getting into the second episode of the mini-series, Intuitive Knowing Her Truth. So I'm talking to amazing ladies, sharing their journeys from trauma to empowerment, really, in many, many different forms. Today, I'm speaking to the effects of childhood abuse with the incredible Trudy Mallins. I resonate with Trudy's journey as it is my past story, and that's been hold, held in my body for a long time and only been expressed in the last while, whilst working on this amazing project. Intuitive. Trudy, welcome. Hi, good morning or good afternoon. Can we just turn your volume down a little tiny bit, please? Sure, darling. So happy to have you on. That's better. Thank you. So happy to have you on. Welcome. And um, yeah, it's just been such a pleasure like, being on this project with you. Can you tell me a bit about yourself and how you became aligned and involved with this incredible project? What led you here? Well, it's been a long journey. Um, and it's one of those quick turnaround things that happened. I mean, I've been floating in the flotsam for quite some <laughs> like time, that. dealing with my father, dealing with my mother, dealing with illness. Um, so spirit came and told me that I basically needed to write a book just before Christmas. So I did, with no idea of how to publish it, who to go to. Um, and then my sister sent me a link from Katie Carey about joining Bridget. So I was like, yes, yes everything is in alignment. It is time to get a snippet of what intuition is all about because I thought mine was broken. Yeah, exactly. And like, as you said before, you were already writing a book. So this is like a prequel to your to your book, really, isn't it? So and reconnecting completely. Yeah. How has the journey been for you so far? And what what what, what was, was sorry, I had more issues. Sorry, excuse me. What was it? And also, what was the hardest lesson to learn through this entire process? The hardest lesson is to learn is learning to walk away from the people that are not good for you. That was so hard. Um, but I'd already started to pull away because the, the, obviously the main abuser, my father, is he hasn't been in my life since my mother kicked him out when we were ten or eleven. So he was actually a lot easier to deal with. Because as much as he left the trauma and the influences of that with regards to my marriage and my children, it was still easier to compartmentalise that and deal with it. But my mum, who has still been in my life up until recently when I went, you know what, enough's enough. Mm. Listen to what your gut is telling you. Your gut is not broken. Your instincts are there. Your intuition is there. So that was the hardest thing was walking away. Um, so when we do from yeah do, from parents, it's really exactly it, it's it's a tough one, and sometimes we just have we just have to do it, and that's my experience too. As we've talked about, but in this in this whole, whole journey, not just with the book, but in your life story, in your journey that you're sharing in the book, when did you feel a reconnection to your intuition? When did you realise that you know this wasn't your life, this wasn't your story? You had a choice in how you moved forward with this trauma. And also, if you don't mind sharing, you were very young, weren't you? You were very young. 
Yeah, I was. It's, and that's why I thought I was broken. Um, and you, your gut instinct, your intuition, how, however it resonates with any people to call it, is not broken. It is there. And it was there when I knew I met my husband. He was one of the good ones. And my gut said to tell me to say yes. So having that being abused from literally a baby by my father and then having the whole Catholic honour thy father and thy mother, my little link to me was just totally bent out of shape. And then you learn what actually you start to listen to is your fear. And you think that's your how to behave. Look at it now. It was actually my fear response keeping me safe. So my survival instinct as opposed to my actual intuition and you're living your life through that too that's my experience too is that you think that's your story that's like you say you think that's your intuition you think that's keeping you safe but it's keeping you uh, contracted like in a, in a bubble it's not you can't expand you cannot expand yeah. with that and how did you how did you come about to resolve this how did you well, come to yourself and even you know externally with with your father it's been a long battle. I mean, luckily for me, I mean, I joined the police force and so my life was really nicely ordered, black and white, rules, right and wrong, fantastic, because that's what I had done. I'd put myself in a box where I knew what my limits were and I had the real self-limiting belief that I was worthless, not good for anything, I was never going to amount to anything in school. And then I found my way into the police force where actually... Did I you, could be the champion for the underdog. And did you feel and power? Was, did you feel power? Did you think you went into well, the police because you needed to feel a sense of empowerment? Again, it was one of these things, again, which is why I say my intuition isn't broken, even though I thought it was. Everything always just seems to coalex right at the time it needs to. I wanted to study law, but basically I was too lazy because <laughs> that was going to take way too long. I can't time. imagine you being lazy, Trudy, honestly. <laughs> well, I was, well, you know, not lazy. Life was calling, you know, people, yeah. friends, parties, life was calling. Mm. So I decided I'd go into the police force and the confidence it gave me, because I knew I had the law behind me, so that when I went to situations, I could say, you, mate, are in the wrong, you've done this, you've done that. You're out of here. You're under arrest. Do you think? But, do you think, in a way, you were like even hiding in that though, because you had you had a power. Oh, you were hiding behind that power, like you know. too right. I was absolutely. I had my uniform, which you hide behind because people just see the uniform. So it was fantastic. Even another though barrier. I thought I was empowered, absolutely thought I'd empowered myself. It was just another mask. It was just something else to hide behind. And when people saw me coming, I was the hero. And what they didn't realise is nine times out of ten, I was quaking in my boots. But, you know. They didn't and see that. And then I left. You become, very, you become very good at hiding, don't you? You become very good at hiding. And you get good at saving people. Mm. But not yourself. And that's the point. Of course it? not. No, I, I didn't need saving. I was a police officer. I had everything. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, just... Universe pointing me in the different directions. I had to leave um, the police force. Um, we got married and we had a family. And I just knew, I started listening to my gut. And I was always on hyper alert when anybody came into the orbit of my children. And I suppose talking, I went to counselling, talking it through with my in-laws, my husband, and just allowing people access to me, which was really hard, helps little by little mm. opening up um, 
yeah, and my sister was always my source of constant because obviously we went through it together. Um, but, you know, I thought people need to hear, people need to know and not brush it under the carpet that your fathers, your brothers, your aunts, your uncles can do you harm. And it's and the so worst type of abuse too. In When it's familial, it's it's even more shame attached. It's, it's so much it, more shame and people don't want to talk because often the victims are attacked and that's happened to me and that's happened to you by your mm. mother. And this is why people, you know, just do not want to talk. And they're so conditioned by an abuser, their father, their brother, their uncle, yeah. you know, to, to feel ashamed, to feel like maybe they even wanted it, to feel, you know, just such a plethora of emotions. It's just a minefield, you know, an so absolute minefield. So, I mean, it's, when we finally got my father to court, it split the family. It, but then, in hindsight, that's because my mother's a narcissist and she made it all about her. So that's why that happened. Um, but that's taken me a further 25 years to figure that one out and still having her in my life, but not anymore. So, yeah, do, it's really bizarre how people don't want to see your pain and be supportive of you. They want to take your story and wrap it round themselves and make it about them. That's so interesting you mentioned that because... Very strange. Yeah, and they take that on as a, it's like a drama. It's like something to draw attention to them. Yes. So not only the yes. dynamics is affecting the family, then like you say, your mother's a narcissist. People take it on and use you as a good story to tell. Or <laughs> oh, it's the most bizarre that's what thing. she did. She went around telling everybody, oh, I've told so and so. I'm like, not your story to tell, mum. Oh, yeah, but, you know, they're, they're really supporting me. I'm oh. like... Why are they supporting you? Hello? That's, a phone call to me would have been nice. You've actually hit, you've hit so, the nail yeah. on the head there, Trudy. Not your story to tell. And it's it mm. wasn't her story to tell. It's always been your story. And you've owned that now. And I, I want to ask you do, you, do you feel now it's all come out? And I know it was a little while ago. How many years ago was this? And you had took your father to court. And it was quite a few years, wasn't it now? Yeah, I was I was served. Uh, I was thirty. So, oh my god! So twenty three years ago. Wow. So you've processed this for a long time, and I just wanted to ask you. I know you've been also. I wanted to bring this in because also I talk a lot of. Um, you know, this channel is also a journey to wellness. I wanted to talk about. You know, if you don't mind, your breast cancer and also sure. how how you think. You know, you manifested that illness because you hadn't released it all then, had you? I don't. I, no, I hadn't. You see, I thought I had, because you always think you have. Oh, I've done the work. I'm so good. I've, And, you know, getting him to court, because we had to go through it twice, because it was a hung jury first time round. Second time round, I was like, do you know what? I'm done. I've got my story out there. If you find him guilty, lovely jubbly. If you don't... You, you were done. You'd done your part. I'm done. You'd done your part. But it was still there because of my mother was still there. And obviously then having children. And so... As much as I went for counselling and talked it all through, it obviously I hadn't released it. And with the added pressure, because your breasts are your, your, they're your feminine, they're your motherhood. They're your nurture. So clearly, yeah, so clearly I hadn't released it all, especially with my mother still there. And yeah, I clearly wasn't listening to the universe. And so I, it manifested into the physical form, girl, do something about this still didn't do anything about it until recently i then had to have a hysterectomy and again the universe is going girl your femininity is being attacked what is it about you as a female that clearly i'm not listening to 
Um, and now I am well. Excellent. And yeah, I've gotten rid of the last, it's still going to take time. I've, I've removed my mother from my life. Because you needed to, because um, I'm not, and I don't, I don't absolutely. mean with disrespect, but sometimes people are a cancer. Sometimes people oh, are a absolutely. cancer. Oh, absolutely. No, Josie, absolutely, she is. And that's, 100%. and even though you're, I'm sure you feel this, um, I've recently now not speaking to my brother or sister because of the same reason, but sometimes mm, you have to I move, see, yeah. you have to move, you have to move forward and you have to start choosing yourself. And that's not selfish, that's self-preservation. And it's what your intuition and what your inner knowing is telling you. And your body was screaming at you, Trudy. Absolutely. Screaming. And because as much as I'd started to link into my intuition and begun to realise about the soul connections, the reason why I was born into the family I was and the whole karmic reality of it all. Yeah. But it's only recently talking to my sister and really unpicking all the dynamics that I finally begun to listen because you don't just suddenly get cancer no. when you're healthy, when you're eating well, living well, and, you know, not at the binge end of the scale that it is a it's a disease so it is a physical manifestation of my dis-ease exactly exactly and that's what people don't realize when when we bring cancer to us and people might be offended by me saying that but it's in our field a long time before it manifests in our body oh absolutely totally agree with you jc and then literally 18 months later they were saying i ended up with massive massive fibroids and I said, they said, oh, we'll give it a scrape. And I went, do you know what? Take it out. Yeah. Take it out. And that's when the removal of that, that whole motherhood thing just triggered me. And I was like, do you know what? This is removing my motherhood. Can't have any more children. It's telling me something. I need to remove myself from some sort of mother situation. And I know it's not my situation with my girls. Yeah, of course, of course. So it had to be the other mother relationship where I, you know, my mother. Did you have a really... So I did. did you have a really, it was hard. I bet. I bet it was hard. Because even however we feel about our mothers or fathers or, you know, like, they're still our family and we love them. So did you have a real sense of no. that needing to do that? So when you had... You know, when you had the hysterectomy, did you really have the sense of like really connecting to that truth? Like, oh, I really, I really, this is really telling me something. I really need to do this. Yes, yes, but I didn't know what. Well, I can't, that's a lie. I did know, but I just decided uh, to ignore it because she's my mother, yeah. and that whole guilt, as you've just said, she's my mum, and I want to love her. But I can love her, but from a massive, massive distance. You can stay over there, and I can stay over here, and I can still love you, but I'm love not going to be... Love you from afar. Evil. Love you from afar. Yeah, exactly. Love you from afar. I, can, I'm, I can't be in her orbit. So when I had the hysterectomy, I mean, obviously I was devastated because I thought, if my children can't have babies, I, I can't give them a womb. And I thought, no, you need to sit with this because the universe has already given you breast cancer. Now you've chosen to have a hysterectomy because of all the problems I was getting, you need to sit and listen. And I sat and listened and I started to pull away. I didn't realise it, but in retrospect, looking at it, I started to pull away from her and wrapped up in guilt, speaking to my sister more, my elder sister more and more, uh, making the connections and talking it through because she was the same as me. Because you and went then, through the abuse together, didn't you? You and your sister. Yes, we did. Abuse. She was she's only eighteen months older than me, so we've been through all of this together. Which is but really great in a way, isn't it? I know it's never great to get abused. Of course, that's not why no, I mean. But like the but fact, it kind of is. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the number he did on my sister, the, the manipulation that the human being can show is truly astounding because what he did very, very cleverly is he made my sister, um, how can I put it, the favourite. So she was his favourite, which put a wedge between her and my mum. But he was also very clever because she was my big sister. I would go and I would do where she went because she's my big sister and I wanted to be like her. So that man was very, very clever. They just control the entire dynamics of a family. And most times Absolutely. people can't believe because they're very present themselves. I don't know if this was the case of your father, present themselves as very sweet and loving. And I actually, you know. Oh, everyone thought it was amazing. Exactly. And that's why people cannot believe when it, these things come out that, you know, this is, this is possible to happen. But I just wanted to ask you, Trudy, with all this, with coming through the cancer, with, you know, taking your dad to court, this whole process, having to remove you know, your mother from your life for your own sake. And now having this amazing book, Intuitive, which has been a pleasure to be part of. Where, where, I know, amazing. Where are you at now in your journey? How do you sit? Because our whole project with this is reconnection to self, like our intuition, our inner knowing. Where are you at now on your journey? And what kind of advice can you give anyone who's, who's, going, who's going through this or has gone through this and is still being held in that fear and that just that stuck place of not being able to move move forward in life you have to listen to you have to listen hard because when it's as you know when it's badly squiffed and bent out of shape we listen to fear exactly so you've really got to when you because you know that fear gives you that heavy feeling in your stomach absolutely and when you're thinking through thinking oh, i've got to get rid of this person for my life whether it's a partner whether it's a boss whether it's a parent whoever it is, but when you, if you think that and then you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach that goes, you know, you can't do this, that's fear. And you really have to look past that. And then, so then, then think of it in another way. How would I be without that person in my life? And the lightness you feel, yeah, that's the true feeling. That's your intuition finally bursting through, waiting to pick you up and take you on your journey. And that's where I think we say, well, I haven't got any intuition because we, we start listening we to all, fear. We all have We do, intuition. but because we listen to fear, we think it's our fear is our intuition. And fear keeps us safe to a certain degree, but it also keeps us in our self-limiting box. Exactly. And so you have to it's, our it's, our it's our ego. It's our ego. It's our absolutely. And ego is good. Ego is good. Ego is what will help boost you and go, I can do this. But when you take the ego too far, it holds hands with fear mm. and takes you down a completely different path that you don't want to go because it's a bit rubbish for you. <laughs> exactly. So you have to shove that bolder feeling from your gut and ask the question in a different way. Not, can I get rid of this man? And it makes you feel, or this woman, and it makes you feel sick because you can't see anything. You just have to say, how will I be without this person? And that beautiful, light feeling and the joy that just bubbles through you, that's where that's your, answer. your intuition is. Yes. That's your answer. And the more that, I find, and you probably find as well, the more you start trusting and listening to that feeling, the more you'll have it and the more you'll know when you are in tune with your intuition and your knowing. Yeah, Let me just ask absolutely. you, are you are you able now, Trudy, to thank and forgive this experience and like, integrate it and, you know, you've moved on with yes. your life? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, because if 
the universe hadn't give me, given me these lessons. And as much as I wasn't listening and the universe gives it to you more and more and more and more till you go, okay, I need to listen now. I would still be with a narcissistic mother because I found out some horrible things this weekend about what she's done to the, to the family. Um, I would still be having myself limiting beliefs. I would not have been open to the universe and the opportunity with Bridget would have passed me by because I would have been too scared. So rejoicing, I don't know, people are going to go, seriously, you're rejoicing, you've got rid of your mother, but you have to yes, find exactly. the positive out of everything. And that's what gets you through a lot of stuff when you're trying to do things without popping pills. That positive mental action, which is your intuition holding your hand and sending you in the right direction, absolutely, I'm grateful that my father did what he did because then it's made me a stronger person. I wouldn't be here if he didn't do what he did. If I hadn't realised what my mother is, wouldn't I be wouldn't you. be here. And I wouldn't, wouldn't be writing you, my story. You wouldn't be writing your story. At I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. So, we, so what, you, what you just said, so what you just said is just really important in the world, like collectively right now, because we're all going through collective trauma. We're going through personal trauma. We're going collective. And we can always Absolutely. take, you know, we can have our face in the grime, but we can still look up at the light. You, you, it's so important to find your way through any situation to find that connection to find yeah. what can I be grateful for what I've learned what's the lessons you know what are the lessons what can I move mm. otherwise you're just you're damning yourself and you just you're just a victim you're going to be a victim forever Absolutely. and it's not easy it's not easy I was just yeah exactly. just about to say you don't want to be in that victim mentality because the victim mentality is drama and it's poor me how are you going to help me but if you don't help yourself, it doesn't matter how many hands people put out to lift you up. If you're in victim mentality, you're going you're to not, not see the them. hands. You're not going to see the people that are trying to straighten your crown and lift you up. You're just exactly. not going to see it. You have, to, you have to be willing to go to meet people halfway. You've got to be willing to want to change. Yeah. Oh, listen, yeah. Trudy, it's been so amazing to talk to you and it's been such a journey. Thank you for sharing your story with me and the book's out on the night and it's called intuitive knowing her truth and please join me on the next episode of adventures in humanness where i'll be speaking to some more amazing ladies in the mini series intuitive knowing her truth so trudy thank you so much again and have a beautiful day thank you jc for the invite and we'll speak Bye -bye. soon take care my love